We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of IB After Dark. It is upon further review. It is a Monday night, and I got to tell you, Brian, we are just about 48 hours removed, at least from the start of the game, right? So about uh, 46 or 47 hours or whatever, 45 hours away from that win, and I'm still feeling pretty good about it, uh, to be honest with you. I, you know... I said it in the post game show. I'll say it again. There's a local high school kid that was talking, and he said that you know it ranks in this order: hugs from your mom and beating your rival. And I'm telling you, beating USC doesn't make it all better, but it makes it feel pretty darn good right about now. And we get to savor it through a bye week. So I, you know, having USC right before a bye week, I'm down, especially when you win, because now I got two yes. weeks to just kind of savor it a little bit. Yeah, if they would have lost, then you got to sit on it for two weeks, and that sucks. <laughs> but yeah, hey, take the well, win where we like can I get said it. the other day, Vince. Man, like you never, you know, you make that like really good steak, right? Yeah. If you're a steak person or if you're a pasta person, or whatever, and you just finish it, and you're just like, I'm just gonna let this just sit there for a while. You know, <laughs> exactly. leave that aftertaste in your mouth for a little while, and that's uh, right. That, that's it was, right. It was big. It was big. Yeah. No, no question. It was a huge win for Notre Dame. You know, doesn't make up for the, the you know. <laughs> The Louisville it was loss, a huge whatever. win for Notre Dame. We can it's leave it there. We don't have prefaces if people don't know that by now. Good. Uh, you okay. know. All right. It was a big win for Notre Dame. There's no buts. It was a big yes. win for Notre Dame. And this oh, is a, a fun further right. review about USC. We'll talk about big picture, where they are, where they need to go, all that stuff tomorrow. Well, that's a different show. A, yeah. This is a breakdown okay. of this. And, uh, man, it's just this is a good win. And it felt good. Big picture, breaking the game down, Vince. It was a very well-played game. Far from perfect game, and oh, I sure. say that as a I say that as a positive, because it's not one of those. I don't know how much better they can play. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't oh, that. Yeah. It was. Oh, you should have done a little better there. You could have done a little better here. You know, both sides of the ball. And um, man, well, we're gonna talk I was, about. Uh, it. I was I was I was happy about it. And as we talked about post game show, the fact that they all three phases contributed to the win. It's a great team win. It wasn't like, you know, like, look, if the defense plays great, that you're still not scoring 48 points. You may score right. 35 like Clemson last year, right? But right. I think the improvements on offense, Vince, even though there's still work to be done, is the difference between you beating Clemson, you know, score, by scoring 35 points and you beating USC scoring 48 points. You know, the defense was 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 very good, just like it was last year. But this year, the offense was able to put a couple drives together in ways yeah. that last year's offense couldn't. And yeah. uh, that was fun, man. Absolutely. So we're going to break this thing down. We're going to go offense. We're going to go defense. We're going to go, uh, we're going to revisit the keys to victory and see if they checked any of those boxes and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and kind of go from there. And of course, we're not going to do a mailbag tonight. Uh, hopefully, you guys got your fill of a mailbag earlier today. <laughs> I, I know I did. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I didn't even look to see how long it was, but I Over know. Over four hours. That, solo there show. you go. That's solo oh my show. God. It was just it was me today. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Ryan was on the back end, like star and stuff. Okay. But yeah. Gotcha. Something. Okay. Fair enough. So hopefully you guys got your fill. So we won't do that. If anybody puts a super chat, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll cover that, but uh, we're going to stick to the topic today. So let's talk some offense. We always go offense first. That's what we do. And uh, so let's dive in. A lot of good things to talk about offense. Talk but about a lot the of defense things first post game, Vince. So you know that's we, true. That is a good point because they they deserved it. This side well, of the you, ball tends to you were needs a little bit more attention. I mean, you were doing the show with a former linebacker, so I mean, you kind of had to do defense first. I get it. Well, it was uh, also. Well, I mean, I'm gonna do what I want to do <laughs> on a show. When you <laughs> when you play too. that well, when you play that well <laughs> against that defense or that offense, you yeah, get, you're not you're gonna get talked about first. But you know, there wrong. was a lot from the offense, Vince. When you break yes, this game was. down, you know, and yeah. um, well, I want to ask you first, Vince, before we okay. dive into specifics that I want to talk about. What was your overall feel? about the performance of the offense after watching the film just like your overall yeah big picture like did you feel better feel worse feel about the same do you feel like there were steps made same old same old what was your what was your feeling about the game after you broke it down so coming off of the live watching right it was like okay you know the offense did what they were supposed to do by scoring with short field and all of those different things and believe me that that's big i mean scoring when you're supposed to score right i mean that was that was big, right? And obviously, you know, watching it live was like, oh, they still left a little bit to be desired with some of the three and outs and, and some of the the run game I wasn't sure about. You know, I felt like the offensive line played well, but it was kind of hard to, you know, if they played so well, then how come they couldn't move the ball effectively? You know, that sure. kind of a thing. More consistently. So like, right. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was – I went into the viewing, the post-game viewing, a little bit like I'm not sure what to expect from the offense, right? So mm-hmm. after watching the film, I felt actually better about the offense than I did watching it live. And there's a couple of reasons. Some of the mistakes that were made are so fixable. There was some, in my opinion, there was some track issues with the running backs. Uh, some of the times they didn't stay on track. Sometimes they didn't, they couldn't stay on track because uh, an offensive lineman got thrown into their track or a defensive lineman pushed the offensive lineman into their track. So, so some of that was a bit of an issue. Uh, there, there was some, some interesting, um, I would say the offensive line had some assignment issues that I didn't mm-hmm. like. And it was yeah. only like, there was a couple of times. We'll get into like, that specifically. Yeah. So it was like one it. guy, it was like one guy, if you do what you're supposed to do, then this play will probably yeah. hit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was a little bit, but that's so fixable. Right. You know what I mean? And a lot like, of that, that stuff we'll get into. Yeah, right. a lot of that stuff we'll get into. I, I'll, right. I'll, I'll share what I thought, Vince, because this is I wanted to see what your thoughts were at first. But I'll say this. The pass game was better than I thought as far as somewhat scheme-wise and how the, the receivers played and some of those things. Yeah. The run game wasn't as good as I thought it would be scheme-wise, but a little bit better low O-line-wise. And yeah, we'll, we'll get into more of that. But yeah, it, so run game, not quite as good as I thought. Pass game, a little better than I thought. And at the end of the day, it was one of those things where you felt like they did what they needed to do at the clutch sure. moments. But the big takeaway for me, and we'll talk about this in a few minutes, is there were some missed opportunities in this game <sighs> that we'll dive into. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The fall season is incredibly busy for me, which makes it hard to spend the time needed to make healthy meals and live a healthy life. If you have the same problem, you'll want to try Factor 
America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. I've had Factor Meals, and I'm going to continue buying from them, especially with a special discount for Irish Breakdown listeners. With Factor, you skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping and prepping and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back to crushing your goals. You can choose from 35 weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never frozen meals that promote a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, all ready to eat in two minutes. Head to factormeals.com slash irish50 and use code irish50 to get 50% off. That's irish50 at factormeals.com slash irish50 to get 50% off. I've tried it. I'm sticking with them. You should try too. We did want to start with the run game overall, Vince. And let's start with the offensive line. Mm -hmm. You had talked about it and go dive into it. Uh, As far as the the way that the line played, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the backs. But first and foremost, my big takeaway from breaking down the run game is they put too much new stuff in for this game. They got a little too cute. And, like, they did that play where, like, Jeremiah Love comes out of a stance and he stays still with his arms and then goes, right? Like, it was, like, this kind of delay trigger. They did, like, the toss to estimate. It was really like an A-gap run. It's like they ran almost like inside zone or duo with a toss, which I thought was strange, and it wasn't timed really well. Like, it just – it was very, very odd. They did, like, a a G scheme with three pullers. It was just – there was it. It just kind of felt like what you guys are overthinking this a little bit, run game wise. <laughs> I, and and so then when you look at that, then you're like, okay, the the backs had some misreads, and the O line had some missed assignments where they weren't on the same page. One example was Rocco Spindler comes off and he's blocking a guy, Vince, and then Blake Fisher for some reason comes off and just crashes the guy, knocks him into the A gap, basically kind of lets him get to the football. Yeah. Like, what yep. what, are, what are you doing? There was a right. time where Rocco kind of comes off and he gives like a little flipper. And he's you can cl- clearly tell he thinks it wasn't quite a flipper, but it was like that. Where he's just kind of getting one arm out. You can clearly tell he thinks he's getting help from Blake Fisher. Yep. And Blake's blocking out, helping the tight end, and the guy just runs free. So I, I felt and, like... And that, the- yeah, that one specifically, because I've got that one written down here, actually. That one specifically... The reason that one was a problem was because it then forced Audric to go too far to the left and it knocked him off the track and therefore it went for pretty much no gain if he stays on track and they just get a piece of that guy the front side blocks were decent yeah right that's what i'm saying like there was a hole there but Audric had to make him miss in the backfield and it forced him to the left and then forced him to not go where the play was designed to go so it's like one guy Right. moves the entire play and that was that was a big well it was, was a big issue it was one block now one who block. was supposed to right. make it i, I don't know right I still, that's fair I still don't know. it could have been as simple as just rocco blew it it could have sure. been as simple as there was a miscommunication there was a lot of things that it could have been but the fact right. is, is that sure. happened a little too many times like there was a the timing wasn't good of the run game the yeah. backs were either getting downhill too quickly or too late there was the one play they ran a g scheme and and you know you're pulling your backside tackle with jeremiah love He's getting there way too fast. Yeah. Like you got to do something like you can't make, you got to make that like a counter or something, something. It's just the the timing of it all night long. Wasn't good. I thought they did a decent job of getting movement for the most part when they could. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's a couple of times they, they lost battles, but they were against good players. I I thought overall they did a good job of getting movement. There just was always something off all night long with the run game, but when they blocked it, well, they drove USC off the ball. I think of that G Correct. scheme where they ran down to the one yard line on oh, yeah. the touchdown after Benjamin Morrison's pick. I mean, that was the best blocked play all night. And the only reason Audrick didn't score is because they just, it was such a condensed box that eventually they had like a scraping backer and a safety that could kind of get it, down there. It, it but, just got a piece of his shoe. I mean, honestly. Yeah. So, and then the other part, Vince, is I did feel like the short yardage goal line stuff was very good. I mean, they, they got down to the two on the one drive and down to the one on the other drive and just said, yes. we're, we need one play. 
We're punching it yeah. in. We don't need we don't need to take three plays to get this. We're just going to punch it right in. And I think the I felt like did you feel like on the one that made it twenty four to three that USC kind of let them score? I mm. thought they did because they called the timeout on the play right before. USC called a timeout and there was like what about a minute and a half left, and I kind of felt like they kind of had this. We're not stopping Notre Dame right here at the one. It's first goal, first and goal at the one. I see what you're saying because he went on almost untouched. Yeah, let's get the ball yeah. back and go down and score. And you know what I mean? Like I just yeah. like you got to know your defense is not stopping Notre Dame at the one yard line. No. Right? Like I no. I believe it was first down, wasn't it? Let me just check real quick. It was the drive to make it. It was a first was, down because there was they were able to yes, get. Yes, it was a the first. first dri- it was the first play yeah. of the drive. And then no, no, that's a different one. It's the one that it wasn't for Benjamin. Okay, it was first and goal because the play before was that G scheme we talked about where they went right. for thirteen yards. It got down to the right. one, so yes. it was first and goal, minute and a half for ish left, and they just. I, I really felt it was like the Broncos Packers Super Bowl where they just let it because I looked at you and said at the time like I think they just let them score. <laughs> And and they sure enough they, you know, just kind of waltz into the end zone. It's it was hard to tell because the, the last sea, time yeah. they were that close to the goal line, they it, it still looked, looked like that, and they didn't let them score. But <laughs> uh, you know, I, I kind of felt right. I felt that that was the case. You know, yeah. Um, but overall, it was a solid performance from the run game. Vince just it just was it just it they they could never get everybody on the same page the timing right. blocking running and it backs. was different guys kind yeah. of each time it wasn't yeah. like man i wish i'm just saying like rocco would would be better or i, I wish pat could be better like that wasn't yeah. the situation everybody kind of yeah. shared in the you For know the most part yeah misgivings a little bit you know I, how about zeke played a solid game i thought all bounced back with a good game um in the run game and pass game so it was good to see joe alt bounce back zeke was solid in the game i thought i thought pat coogan had some good moments and then some moments where it's just like that dude is just better than he is i mean yeah. just it's gonna be limited talent wise he's a tough kid but he's just a little limited at talent wise there were there Rocco were a couple times solid. where they were they were shifting they would shift right pre-snap right and they did that a bunch yeah when they would just put somebody on pat's head Sometimes yeah. he just couldn't just straight ISO blocks. He yeah. was at yeah, that's a great point, Vince. He was at his best when he was down blocking on either Correct. ones or or shades. Yep. But when he had to go one on one, it, it yep. wasn't as effective for him. And then a couple or even times when he, he got out, wins. you know, pulling. He I did. Mean, he does. He did he have one really the, the the one block he had on a pull was on that G scheme that I was talking about earlier. He, Rocco and Pat both had it was to the right, so he was the backside puller. He had a really nice second level block. I mean, he didn't crush a guy. You're not, you don't need to when you're talking about sure. blocking corners and safety. Exactly. Right. And I love this fire afterwards. It was their, their first big run of the game, and he turns around and he's like, mm. you know, I, yeah. I, I did yeah. love that. He's just limited. I mean, that's just the reality. Yeah. The kid's tough. He's smart. He's just limited. And the other the other issue, and I can't remember which play it was. Uh, it was play number eight on our our thing. Okay. Um, Blake got pushed back. And we and there was three guys that were pulling, and he got pushed back into basically one and a half of the pullers, and it just disrupted the timing of that play, and therefore the last two pullers didn't get around, or they had to change their path, yeah, so they didn't get around. That. So that's the issue you have when that you're pulling that, that many guys. Where Jeremiah yeah. Love got there too yes. quick, right? And yeah. and it was partly because those those pullers got off track because Blake got pushed so far back. They had to change and took them longer to get there. So it's kind of a combination of things. Yeah. And, there, and therefore Jeremiah got tackled, I think for a no gain. Um, it a, so it ended up being a plus four. Cause was he it? Okay. just put his foot in the ground and yeah. went. So he's really good. Yeah. So plus so four was more about him than it was. If you're going to pull that many guys, which I don't necessarily have a problem with, you can't, you can't get pushed back when you're down yeah. blocking. You you can't because yeah. it just it disrupts everything. Yeah, I agree. And 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 Vince, that was kind of that's kind of been an issue that you and I talked a little bit about beforehand. You know, Blake has had a couple a couple really good games this year. Yeah, but I I, I mean he was very good against Ohio State. The the disappointing thing is he hasn't built on it. I I thought yeah. he was probably their least effective lineman in the game. Yeah, I would I argue agree. on a consistent I, basis. Run game. I thought he's pretty good game. in the pass game. Sure. Yeah. I thought the Aldi linemen were good in the pass game. 
They yeah. they kept Sam clean in the past game. I I there was no reason for Sam to bail. I mean, he was able to make the throws I think that he wanted to make or that he was asked to make, depending on your your opinion on that. Uh, but there was not a lot of pressure. He wasn't having to deal with a bunch of pressure. I don't know what pro football folks ended up saying for pressures or whatever, but uh, I don't think Sam was under a whole lot of pressure in this game. So I was actually pretty happy on that pro one. football focus. Well, do you know I, who Notre Dame's uh, second lowest graded player on the team was? I mean, I do, but it was Javante John Baptiste. Fourth lowest was Riley Mills. That was a joke. Those guys are and so the 15th, terrible. 15th best defensive player for Notre Dame was J.D. Bertrand. Yeah. Like, so really? Stupid. Come on, man. Like, come yeah. on. But, uh, yeah. That I, play I, again to see. I, oh, you find, did you find play. it? I'm trying to find that run play again. Yeah. And they ran it from pistol. Eight. Yeah, they ran it from pistol. So he just yeah. got down there real too fast. You've got to you've got to run that one from backside. You've yeah. got to have him lined up backside. That's what I thought. Just was, following I thought it those guys. Yes, yeah, pistol. Uh, yeah. Well, it just the timing of it needs it. it right. That kid is going to get there way too fast mm-hmm. out of pistol. Like, and then the only way to not get him there fat, slower is to just tell him, dude, walk. Right. He's just too right. fast. Him and Janarian yeah. Price can't run that play from pistol if you're going to bring a third guy. Right. So there's that just was, some of that, that was, stuff. Yeah. You know. I was, I was disappointed in Blake, just like you said. I mean, he was average, but he, but average isn't good enough. Like if I didn't know who he was, you know, I'd be like, okay, well, you know, he, he was okay. And you know, he kind of did his thing and he was, he had some good plays and some not so good plays and whatever, but I just, it's like my dad always used to say to me is like, I kind of expect more from you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, all right, dad, that way to rub it in. But like, I expect more. I expect more. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's unfair. I don't know, but I expect more. No, from it's Blake not unfair. I mean, I mean second year starter and and yeah. started some as a true freshman. So yeah, I just expected more from him. Yeah. Let's dive into the pass game, buddy. Yes, this is a very interesting one because I agree with you on the look back because I kind of focus on the box when we're up in the uh, in the press box. And I didn't realize kind of what came to fruition on the back end uh, from the receiver standpoint and, you know, versus these USC defensive backs and kind of what was open, what wasn't open. Um, there were some there were some interesting decisions that were made by Sam Hartman, whether they were in the moment or whether they were planned that way or whatever, um, that if to have those, a couple of those back, I feel yeah, like people yeah. would have a much different opinion on the offense. Yeah. I want to, I want to go, a, if we can go a different direction, can we talk about that stuff at the end? I want to talk yeah, about sure. what I liked first. Okay. And some of the things I liked, I, I, I thought I, I do really like the, the, Tyree Faison in there together stuff. Yes. I'm glad they did that. I, I yeah, I thought there were some good things there. I thought Chris Tyree just keeps getting more and more comfortable as a wide receiver. You can just see it in the way he runs his routes. Not that he's like sharp with his top ends, but you know, he's he's um he's so just he's, he's getting downfield quicker. Like that's the yeah. thing, is he's playing faster off the line. Overall pass game, Vince. You know, I I thought when the when they here's the deal. There's things we didn't like. We'll dive into that at the back end. But here's what I liked when they needed plays. Overall, pass game wise, very unaggressive, very short stuff. Everything was quick. But when they needed a play, when the when the offense needed a drive, they went down the field and they made plays. That was the big thing for me. Yeah. And there's yes, there were some missed opportunities we're gonna get to, but. You know, and, and I'm thinking of the drive where they had got the pick, the Benjamin Morrison pick at 17 to three, got a chance to really put this sucker away. I honestly was expecting them to just run it, run it, run it, run it, try and get a field goal and go into halftime up 20 to three. Right. That's what I was expecting. First play downfield. Boom. And we'll break that down that play here in a second. Then you get up. It's 31, 13. No, it's uh, 24-13. They USC just scores and you know Notre Dame gets mo- gets a little bit of movement in the run game and then they take a big shot. And and I really liked what led to that play call, which we'll dive into a little bit. But what we're going to do Vince is we're going to break down three plays that we really liked and then a couple plays we didn't that that are indicative of some of the overall issues that we had in the mm-hmm. game. 
and and just some of the missed opportunities uh, that that we saw in the past game. So let's first start, Vince, and we're going to have some visuals I love for it. you tonight. the The first touchdown pass to Jerome Payne, I really liked it, Vince. I liked it schematically. I had a, I had a buddy last night, and I talked about this in the mailbag today. I had a buddy last night who said, "Hey." You know, I really want to see Jeremiah Love in the game at that time. And I said, the fact that Jeremiah Love wasn't in the game is exactly why it worked as well as it did. Right. Because what's uh, here? here's the thing I was trying to say. You got Jaden Greathouse in the game, Mitchell Evans, Chris Tyree, Enrico Flores, and Jabron Payne. In the list of players that you're most concerned about in the pass game on this particular play, where does Jabron Payne rank? <laughs> fifth. 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 Right. And, and a distant and why? fifth. Why? Not because he can't catch the ball. They just right. – they don't throw it to him. I don't think they've thrown him a pass other than a check down since all year. They roll they him with... right up in the middle every right. time. Just yeah. I mean, he, he caught a, he caught a screen against Navy that went for minus five. He did have a forty yard touchdown catch against against Tennessee State, but again, that was on a check down. It was it was not where like he is running routes, and you have to be concerned about him as a route runner. And this play is designed to either throw to the right. Because they had a little, like they had a little, sna- you know, slide concept. They had a, a thing going to the right, or you run the slide screen backside. And basically, what they what they saw was this is the way they lined up, and so they're basically reading that guy right there pre snap. If that guy's off, or if there's another defender over here in the, you know, somewhere over here, then this play doesn't work. But we right. talked about this during the week, Vince. When they line up like this. They are a team that likes to crash off the backside edge. They love crashing off the backside edge. So Notre Dame does two things I loved here. Number one, you increase the odds of them blitzing off the edge if you put Jabron Payne away from the weak side edge. If you put Jabron Payne on the opposite side to where he's on the weak side, there's a much better chance that they are checking out of this backside pressure and either doing one of two things. Either A, that guy off the edge is playing the back, right to where he'll come but if the back goes he peels he goes with or him, b yeah. that middle linebacker backs off and he runs with jabron Payne. the fact that he's to the trip side to me is part of what makes this play work so notre dame brings him backside post snap and essentially they're banking on this guy blitzing mm-hmm. and so it, exactly what he does and so this is the route combination the player that you're worried about is that middle linebacker okay so what they're going to do with him is that USC plays man coverage here. So what they're doing here is they're hoping to get Jaden Greathouse to come inside and kind of do like a rub. He's got to get in that guy's way. Uh, that's that's kind of what you're worried about because you're anticipating this corner is going to run with, with Jabron because the corner's also going to have a hard time seeing Jabron Payne when he's coming from the opposite side of the backfield. And so that's what they ran. And then at the snap, that guy blitzes. Jaden starts working in, and then Jaden makes a smart call here, Vince, because Jaden sees that that linebacker's not coming, and he immediately turns upfield and goes and blocks the corner. It's a great play. And he can block the corner because the play was designed to get Jabron the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Great call, big moment, third down. You needed to get a touchdown here. This was the first big play of the game for Notre Dame because you can't settle for three when they get you the ball at the 12-yard line and you're playing that offense. This is right. a huge moment. So I loved the play call. I loved the design of it, and it, it was well executed. It wasn't a perfect ball by Sam, but he kind of had to get that sucker just out there because you had that guy coming off the edge completely right in his face. Right, he in his had face. to get it high. Jabron made a great catch on it, turned up field, and and then with the help of Jaden Greathouse gets in for a touchdown. I loved it. I loved yep. it. I, I thought this was a really really good first play. Really good start. Yeah. Of the game. And I, I'll be honest with you, I was real nervous when, you know, this was third down, right? It was third down and, and somewhat short. I think it was a couple, third and two maybe. Yeah, and, they, they, third and goal, correct. They could have got a first right, down, yeah. Right. And so, you know, I I was nervous because out out goes Audric, you know, and in, in comes Gibran, and And I was like, oh, that's an interesting deal there. I guess he's probably going to be in there to block because they're going to throw the ball on third and two. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, well, he's one of their best blockers when he's in right. there. I mean, because he he's a smart kid. He's been in the system, et cetera, et cetera. He knows where to go. I was like, well, they're clearly going to throw the ball here. You know what I mean? And they did, but the way that they did it, I thought, w- was was really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. I, I was 
I wasn't sure how I felt about them throwing the ball in this particular instance, but the way that they did it obviously proved to be incredibly smart. So it was good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Notre Dame just earned a huge win over USC, but there's still a lot of big games coming up. The Irish play Pitt at home in two weeks, and then they head to Clemson. I use game time to buy tickets for my parents to go to the Clemson game, and I cannot wait to get down to that game. And if you're looking for last-minute ticket deals on any Notre Dame football game, your favorite concert or comedy clubs or whatever you're looking for, game time is the place for you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Another play that we liked, Vince, is this is the, the second big pass. There's three game-changing pass plays in this game, in my opinion. And, and the second one is here. It is this is the this is right after Benjamin Morrison's interception. Yep. And you got the ball midfield. And Notre Dame lines up first and 10. They're an 11 personnel, and they are going to run a, a concept. And I want to show first USC's post-snap look because or pre-snap look because USC right here can do a lot of different things. They can play quarters, which is four, you know, four like four guys deep, essentially, or double robber, depending on, on how you do it. They can play cover two, where they can roll to two, or they can roll to a single high look. Either safety, either this guy or that guy can rob down against either look. And so you don't really know what they're going to do if you're Sam Hartman. And so pre-snap, he sees to me, Vince, I think he makes the right decision pre-snap. He's got a two-by-two route combination. The back is running a check. You look to your left, you've got three-on-two and an inside backer. You to the right, you've got two-on-two and an inside backer. So the numbers to me make better sense going up top to the field, to the boundary. Okay. So these are the route combinations that Notre Dame has called. You've got double ends. As you can see, Jaden Greathouse takes a different look. It's basically going to turn into an ISO. And you have a, a go-out cut to the boundary. Now, based on the numbers, one of two things is going to hit on this, Vince. And your read on this particular play is a combination of the corner and the safety. Yeah. Okay, And, and the corner is going to be, I, I believe, the initial read. Because you're going to read him for, is, is he squatting or is he yep. sinking? Is he your if flat he player? Sinks, yeah. Bingo. Go ahead and explain it, Vince. Go ahead. Yeah. So the guy at the top, if you want to put your cursor, is the top of the screen is the corner that we're talking about, right? And he's the guy that you're initially reading. So you watch his feet. Is he going to stay right where he is, maybe even get a little bit wider? And he's got mm-hmm. that flat responsibility. Or yep. is he immediately getting into his pedal? So he's got deep responsibility. Right. So that would that would be either a cover three or a cover four based Correct. on what the other safeties were doing or, but or you're man. just worried about or man, or man. yeah that's running true with the go right that's true because i mean rico just goes like there wasn't right. if i remember correctly there was straight no kind of it was nope. just a straight, straight go. go so because and it's good because he's guys off you six yards yep. six seven yards eat yep. up his cushion yep. if the guy squats 
then your read immediately goes to the safety right. for the cover two hole. Right. If the guy bails, you've got leverage. So Mitchell has this guy leveraged right here. Correct. So now Just the outline's there. Right. Just now the outline's there. You bang a five-yard out. Mitchell catches it, goes out of bounds, or catches it, gets upfield for seven, eight-yard gain. You know, right. you've got something there. So, so that's play, why yeah. that was the proper pre-snap read. You've got numbers. You've got three over two. or You know, you got two, two, three over two or four over two, essentially. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, I, good pre-snap read. Uh, he goes to the right side. Now, second, that's the secondary read. That's going to be the guy that he ends up looking at to make his read. That's what happens post-snap to your point, Vince. So, you had basically man coverage down to the bottom. Safety's eye and Chris Tyree. Corner takes takes Jaden Greathouse down there, okay? So, that ends up what's happening. And then, essentially, at the snap, Sam looks at the safety, and he sees the safety has turned his back to the sideline. He has opened up to the field. So at that at that minute, as soon as he does this, Sam takes it. As soon as Rico clears the corner, pops it right in that cover two hole throw. Great pre-snap read, quick post-snap read, threw outside with confidence. Rico did a nice job of not getting too wide. He did get a little wide, but not too wide where he gets ridden out of bounds. He stays in bounds, makes the catch. Big play. Notre Dame's now, they're now cooking, right? So you go from yeah. the 50 to the 26. Just like that, next play, 12 yards, you're in the red zone. Boom. And that's an incredibly uh, – I mean, it, it's it's not a, a difficult throw if, like, you're just standing there trying to throw it to a spot, right? But right. the timing is incredibly important on this because it, it's what we call a cover two beater, you know, that kind of a thing. But you got to throw it into the into the area where they're where they're not going to be, right? right? And you got to lead and it's them. It's got to be with some zip. And, and it's got to be with it. some zip because if you float it, it also then has that to get over top of the chance. corner. That it's actually a, a tougher to throw there. than people think, Vince. Yes. Because well, you got to get it over the corner. Can't throw a timing of zip it. rope because then right. the corner can undercut it. You can't throw right. it with air because then the safety can get over. You got to get it up and down in a hurry. Yep. yep. And he does but a it's a throw Sam Hartman's made 100 times. And right. so, you know, it's a throw that he's confident in, in games. making. And, right. and, yeah, exa- well, exactly. <laughs> and so it's 100 times that we've seen it. How about that? Like, you know, that that's a throw that he can make all day. But it was had to be right on time. It right. had to be right on target. And it was, and you're right. Huge first play of that drive. I mean, huge first play of that drive. Mm-hmm. Just a reminder, as we said, this was the first play of the game of the, um, it was right after Benjamin Morrison's interception. Interception. Yep. So late second quarter, first and 10. And this is the throw to Rico Flores. Love this throw. Now let's break down the touchdown to Chris Tyree. Yeah. This is the pre-snap look, Vince. As you can see, it's four over three. You've got a safety backside clearly eyeing the tight end. They're going to bracket Mitchell Evans. That was the key to this play, which we'll get to. Okay, And they did a decent job of trying to take away Mitchell Evans. Yeah. I mean, that was clearly something they were trying to do all game long. Yeah, they were focused on him. So now you've got this look. You've got three over two. You can tell the way that they're lined up, that you've got man across. Now, here's how they here's why they called this play. And then here's the route combination. You have a goal route by Rico. He's the clear. He's just the clear. He's taken out the corner. You've got a post route from Chris Tyree and an out cut from Jordan Faison. Now, here's an interesting thing. They ran this play earlier. This is the first time they ran this play. If you guys notice something different, in here, Chris Tyree's the number two receiver. Faison's number three. Got the here, in the earlier in the game, Chris Tyree's number three, and Faison's number two. Faison gets dominated when he gets to the top of his route, never gets to the post. The other thing is, because if you notice that the other difference here is you've got a guy off the line. And so what we saw from USC against this look is, I think it was this guy. No, this guy came over. And he played center field, and then a lot of the times they went by three by one. They would have a th- they would have a guy center field. There were more looks out of the three by one. Look at the difference in the in the uh, formation. Instead of Mitchell Evans being extended outside, they now have him in the tight end look, and and, th- and this is a much more let's throw to the tight end alignment. So now Notre Dame is going to run this concept this way. Because what they had seen earlier in the game, Vince, was this. When they ran that play earlier, 
those three guys all played man. They had seen enough of that look to know when we go three by one, especially if we think we can get it attached, we're going to get man over the trips. The reason that the tight end backside works there is because you have increased your odds that you don't get man free. Against three by one with a backside receiver split out, you were getting more man free, meaning there was a free safety in the middle of the field. Here, you're not getting as much of that. And so it was a great decision to go to this play. And I think that they that, that they saw it earlier, didn't work. Faison got jammed up. They go back to it later. This time, Chris Tyree's number two. He's running the post. They bail on Chris Tyree. They were not trying to jam him at all. They bailed, and he just got a free, clean release. Faison runs the out. The guy that you're worried about in this play, Vince, is him. He's the guy that can take this away because if this guy ends up bailing and this guy stays here, they got everybody covered. Uh, they got it covered. But you got had a good feeling on this play that out of this look, you were going to get man in that type of situation, meaning the safety right here over Faison, the number three receiver, is going to play Faison, which means it's Chris Tyree against your nickel, and Notre Dame knew they could win this play because when you watch it develop, Sam Hartman knew the entire time he was going to Chris Tyree. He looked at the safety just to make sure that they were getting the look that they want. And then by running this corner route backside, Vince, you are now basically saying Mitchell ran right at the safety. I mean, he ran right at him, got himself blocked, like covered. That was the point. Occupy the safety. Get on his toes. Yeah. Don't let him influence the other part of the play. Beautiful call. Love the design. Perfect timing. Proper look. And then it required your line had to give him time to throw. They right. ran a play action pass. The protection was solid. Sam, Sam stayed in the pocket. He actually didn't get good depth on the play action. He actually kind of got up on there. But they gave him about as perfect of a pocket as you can give him. And he unleashed with a rope. Tyree took the post high like he was supposed to. Sam didn't like that look, nor should he have. So he actually threw it out over the over the field a little bit, made Chris come back to it, which was exactly where he needed to go with the football. Right, That's a quarterback throwing a guy open. That's what we yep. call by that. Chris adjusts to it perfectly, outruns the guy, ball game, 31-13. At that point in time, I really didn't think USC could come back. I didn't. Yep. Now, it was nice yep. that Jadarian Price put the final icing on the cake after 31-20, but at that point in time, Vince, you're like, they're just not going to be able to score two more times on this defense. Right. Because that touchdown to make it 31-20, you needed like five plays after they gave you the ball at the 18-yard line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that wasn't even easy. Getting that 18-yard touchdown wasn't even easy. Right. So you, you didn't think that they were going to score. This one right here, to me, because this was the third quarter, I believe, right? Wasn't this still yeah. third quarter? Uh, you you This was your chance to put the game away. I so. And I, I, I thought it was – Perfect. I love this play call, Vince. I absolutely love this play call. And then the execution of it was well, the great execution was great read, great yeah. play design, great ball. And so that's what we said is when they needed plays like this, for all my issues with the pass game, they only completed 13 out of 20 balls, they only threw for 126 yards. But like, but again, when they needed the big plays, they got them. Mm -hmm. You know, three of their possessions started inside the 20. You know how many more deep ball? How many deep balls can you throw in three of your possessions? Right, because you had you had nine possessions when it mattered. Three of them started inside the twenty. One of them started at the fifty. You took a shot. This time you got into as soon as you crossed the fifty yard line, you ran an inside run. Uh, they played it right back, right back to play action on the next play, and boom! I feel like that play action, the run on first and ten, was to set this up, Vince. That's what I felt. Because Notre Dame, when they would go three by one in this game with a guy extended, it was a very heavy pass alignment. When they would attach this guy, there was a, a more, they would send phase on in motion more and they would just run the ball more. So one of my favorite calls of the year, Vince, this particular play. When it just, like you said, it was, you know, when you lay in bed at night and you're thinking of play designs and, and, and the perfect defense to, to run it against, like this is what you think about, to be honest with you. And when this play was run, just watching that safety just drive down on the outcut, it was like it was like the the the, the pearly gates were opening. It was like, ah! and then it was just like, just hit him, just hit him deep, and and you're good to go. 
it was perfect, Vince, because that safety came down as the other safety went yes. back. I mean, and it was like, like <laughs> I just if they didn't yeah. hit this, I would have been like, oh my, you're never going to yeah. see this again. Well, this, is, the, this in, is exactly what you this want. Is, this is a guess on my part. I don't know the answer to this. But I, I believe the way that they were playing Faison is they were trying to jam him up more sure. and, and just reroute more. Yeah, They seem to be more concerned with Chris Tyree running by them. And here's why I think that's the case. Vince, you and I have talked about this. Chris Tyree has been running by defenders all year long. Yep. It's the same stuff we talked about last year with Braden Lindsey. And the ball's just not coming there enough. Okay? He did it last week against Louisville. He didn't make the catch. I love that they went back in this. But the fact is, the, the, the reason that matters is because when you watch USC defend him, they were not trying to press Chris Tyree as much as they were Jordan Faison. They were, don't let him run by you. Mm-hmm. So if you see that, it makes so much sense. This may not seem like a, ma- a major thing, but it would make so much sense if I'm in the booth. And the reason I think this is because this is what I would have done as a coach. If I'm Jared Parker or I'm Chancey Stuckey, whoever sees it, I'm like, listen, when Chris is out there, they're bailing. When when Jordan's out there, they're trying to reroute him because he's a skinny freshman, right? And he's more quick than fast, and everything he's done yeah. is kind of you know that game's kind of quick stuff and things like that. Yeah. So so quick let's switch, switch them. Yeah. Let's just switch them, guys. Same concept. Let's switch them. And then you know Parker's probably the one that saw, hey, look, we need to attach Mitch backside in this look off play action because we're going to get that safety down. But I think I think they saw that. I think they saw that they're going to they're going to sink on Chris more than they're sinking on Jordan. And that opened it up, man. Like, and then they jumped right. Jordan, and then Chris right. gets that. I mean, if Chris Tyree gets a clean release off of you, you're not going to catch him, especially they don't have any a, a nickel or a safety. There's no way. There's no. no. There's no way a guy can get in his back pedal, twist his hips, and run with Chris Tyree <laughs> as Chris Tyree is in a straight line speed situation. Yeah, like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, and there are very few defensive backs that would be able to do that and USC yeah. is, doesn't have one of yeah. those so yep. that's you know yeah so I, I love this play absolutely love play this play Vince yeah uh, let's and it said this is the look that we saw earlier let's talk about a couple of the missed opportunities in this game and one of the one of the comments that we got from Andre Tonsil and it's a fair comment he says aren't there always going to be missed opportunities in this game yes but that as coaches you don't just accept that you still break them down and show how you got to right. get them better but to me a lot of the missed opportunities are are sort of examples of why this pass game just hasn't been able to get going. You've got to hit some of these plays. You've got to hit, take some of these opportunities. And and it and the, the missed opportunities that we're going to point to are all about you had guys outside that didn't – that you're just not looking at. So some of the missed opportunities, like, you know, Mitchell Evans not running to the sticks on third down. Uh, Mitchell Evans dropping another ball on third down. Right. Like those are missed opportunities. That's kind of you can point to those and they they happen sure. and you just you know, just got to do a better job next time. But the two that we're going to talk about are, are examples of if you don't correct this, better defenses are going to shut you down, as we've seen. So this is an example of Notre Dame running a concept that they've run a lot this year. So it's, it's high low concepts. Yep. This wasn't a pure mesh. It's more of a high low. And it's sort of a triangle. And you guys can kind of see triangle concept. Right. Boom, boom, boom. So what they've got is Jordan Jaden Greathouse is running a backside go route. You've got this is Mitchell Evans. He's going to run a ten yard in cut. This is Rico Flores. He's going to run a crosser. So that's the high low, right? High low. And Jordan Faison fakes like he's running a slide and then comes back and comes back and runs inside on an angle route. He's covered up. USC this entire game, Vince was sitting on Notre Dame short to intermediate stuff. Just they they were not at all worried about Notre Dame running by them, which is partly why. The couple times they did run those things, they were open because they were getting one-on-ones, right? right? Their safeties were eyeing this stuff. This, to me, was a missed opportunity by Sam, and we had a couple of these in this game. And this is where – and we saw him against Louisville. We saw it against you know against Duke a little bit, but especially against Louisville. He's not even remotely comfortable throwing outside. Now, if you go back and watch the All-22, you'll see that Sam looks outside to Jane Greathouse, doesn't even think for a second about pulling the trigger, and we'll show why that was a mistake. So on this particular play, obviously you're reading the backers for your high low, but you've got to be you've got to be aware and have this alert mentality of this safety. If this safety bails, this linebacker kind of flat foots, and they they ran a wheel. I think did they, no, they didn't run a wheel route here uh, with the running back. 
It did another time. But that linebacker sits and Rico's coming across. You had talked about this when we were talking before the show. Like, you kind of understood it. The mm-hmm. linebacker's flat-footing. He thinks he's coming across. He but yeah. here's the deal. Sam looked left. If at the snap, Sam never looked left. He just looks middle to right. And he doesn't see that safety. That's one thing. But Sam looks left. Mm-hmm. I know he sees the safety coming. But he not once for a second does that. As soon as Sam looks and sees that safety squatting down, he's got to be thinking, I'm throwing this ball outside to Jaden Greathouse, whether it's a gun one on one. over the shoulder or a back shoulder. And yep. Jaden wins on the line, off the line here. He gets open. And, and, and Vince texted me. He's at school. And he texts me, <laughs> Jaden Greathouse was open a lot more in this game than I thought. Did you Did you not? Mm-hmm. Yep, right? sure did. And Vince was correct. This is an example. But yep. instead, Sam just locks in on the crosser, and at and and you can see it. So Sam Sam is still holding the ball. Oops, Sam is still holding the ball. He's not throwing yet, right? right? The safety's driving down. Jaden's got outside that in that, that corner is like two yards inside of Jaden Vince. This is one of those ones you throw it a rope on the backside shoulder. Let Jaden just turn his hips and go t- catch that football. Sam just refuses to do it. He just refuses to do it. And this was another example of that. This is also an example of way too many telegraphed routes on those in cuts. Like they were way too telegraphed. I mean, Mitchell, everybody in the planet knew that Mitchell was running an in cut there just the way he came off the line. So this to me, Vince, is just an example of you're just not reading it out. Just not reading it out. And we saw way too much of this on Saturday. Right. Yep. Because he ends up going, you know, in case anybody doesn't remember, he ends up going to Rico here. He, in about a a quarter of a second, Sam is going to, is going to start to get in his throwing motion because he sees Rico coming behind that linebacker and he thinks he's going to hit him in this open spot. But he, he's not taking into account that safety who, as you can see in this picture, is clearly driving down right, right now. If he and looks at that safety and he's driving down, you know, I can't hit Rico here because Rico's going to die if I hit him. Now, here's something that people can make mistakes on when they're breaking down film like this. They can say, well, that guy was sinking. And once he saw Sam start to throw, then he drove. Fair. That's not what happened here. Right. That guy, it, that's his first step downhill. Right. Even if, he was back, even if he was backpelling up to that point, he still is not helping you outside. He's right. not. That's still the throw. He's lucky that all that happened was Rico got drilled. Right. Because Caleb that's Williams true. made a similar type of mistake later. And, and, got and, and yeah, exactly. Now it's from the yes. backside safety, but that's still different, different deal. So that was a missed opportunity. And it's an example of we're seeing this too much with him. Here's yeah. another example. Okay. They're reading to the left. So they've got this route concept here. This is their mesh. So you've got your tight end right here. Holden Stace is running. This is a middle option route. Mitchell Evans is running an op across. And then I think this is Jaden Greathouse is running across. And Notre Dame has an outcut to the field. And all game Vince, USC, they were slow pedaling all night. They were flat footing all night against everybody not named Chris Tyree in the, in the slot because they knew an in cut, a cross, or an option is coming. They, they, they knew. that's Notre Dame runs that a million times. They were squatting on it. And at the snap, you've got a one-on-one outside. And so – to me, Sam's got to look there. Like they're running this this option. Look at all this here. You're 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 got one safety like less than seven yards off the ball. The other safety's eight yards off the ball. Guys, your your mesh stuff's not going to be there. Sam's got to have that awareness and say, "I'm looking to the field." Because one of two things happens: if they roll to cover two, then he just goes and he runs outside, and you got the cover two hole throw. If he plays press man. You can either convert it or run an outcut. And in this case, they do off man. And they were doing that a lot. They were, you know, to the field. They would just kind of bail to the field. Not teams don't run a lot of press man to the field. And so if Sam reads this one-on-one, Vince, and and he goes to the bias, look how open he is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, can like, you can you explain to people why people don't run press man to the field very much? Well, it's just there's so much room to work. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it, you know, like if, 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 if Tobias is running a go route here, he's got this 
whole like he was lined up like he's got his whole side. You just kind of run a fade and you just throw that sucker out there to the sideline and let yeah. him go run underneath it. There's just yeah. so much room to ground to cover. Yep. You run and, a lot of press man to the short side because you also have the sideline as help. Right. And it's and, a shorter less throw, room, less throwing angles. Yep. All exactly. of it. Exactly. All of that. So I just, I just want to throw that in there because yeah. no, you had good. mentioned it. Yeah. Good. So, um, so like, again, look, look, like guys, look at that. I mean, if you, if that throw, if that ball comes out on time, Tobias is catching that right now. You so make one guy miss first down at the very least. You got a first down, right? At the very least, if you make one guy miss, it's a touchdown, but right? nobody and, and, is paying attention to yeah. what's happening over here to the field. Side. Right. Look, nobody. look at every single uh, guy in a white shirt. Yeah. They are all look. I mean, I realize yeah. he's, he's throwing right now. This but, guy right here could man. have got underneath that throw, but he never dropped. He never did. Right. Right. And and so it there's there's too much stuff like this where you're just not they're just not looking even outside Vince. They're just not even looking outside. And Notre Dame in this game threw four balls 20 yards or more. One of them, one of them went to an outside receiver. One yeah. of them. You threw the wide fade to Jordan Faison. I believe the corner route to Mitchell Levins was close to that. And you had the post to Tyree. And the only one that, that I remember them throwing is the, the, the two cover two hole throw into the boundary to um, Rico Flores. The other thing too, is the second part of the problem here. Sam is just not looking to the field hardly at all, yeah, especially the field the outside receivers. Boundary. He hardly ever looks at them. And a lot of the routes are just, they're just designed to where the outside guys are just running clears. Like there was one time they had Tobias run like a 25 yard in cut. Like he's just clearing the guy out. Like you could just tell he knew he wasn't even an option. And you saw that with some other guys too. So to me, they're going to have to find some ways to get the ball outside. And, and you can't tell me, well, guys aren't getting open. Cause we just showed you two plays where guys were open and different types of open. Right. And, and they need to go to this stuff. And Tobias ran a good route. He comes off quick the guys bailing, thinking go route, go. Cause they're running a million go routes. And then he snaps it off and he's wide open. So, and you could, I mean, you could see the frustration from the outside receivers at times. They're just like, right. you know, like, what do I got to do to get football over here? What do I got to do? You know what I mean? Like, I'm open by five yards here. What do I got to do? Right. You right. Know? So those are a couple of the things, Vince, when you break the game down, there's some things I really liked. And again, that's another sure. example of scheme-wise, you just scheme the guy open. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Jaden, hey, you got a pretty talented player. Like here, here's the thing that frustrates me about that. He has been your most reliable receiver this year, Jaden Greathouse. When he's healthy, he's been your most reliable sure. receiver. Tyree's sure. been your big play guy. Jaden's been your reliable guy. You move him. Why move him outside if you're never going to throw him the football? Like I don't have a problem with them moving him outside at all. I mean, you can't have him, Tyree, and Faison right. all playing the slot. You need right. somebody to go outside. You got Jaden Thomas isn't 100, so he can't play. Jade, Deion Coles, he's hurt. You've clearly lost faith in, D- in Tobias Merriweather, and you've pretty much given up on him. He-, he goes out there and plays 10, 15 snaps, and it's just like, go block or run a guy off. You're not actually going to get the football, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, so why move Jaden Greathouse outside if you're not going to throw him the football? There were several times he was open. As, I mean, in cuts where if Sam just – like, what was the one, Vince, where they were – it was it was inside the 35, and Sam looks left, and if he sees the coverage flying out – if he he's got to know, I'm coming backside of that comeback that in that in cut to great house, but he has no confidence that route's going to be open. None, right? But it right. was, it was, and and so the receivers I thought were open a lot more than, and I thought that at the time you and I talked about this. Yeah, we did. Went back and watched the film, and it's like, yeah, there were yeah. there were opportunities there because you, you remember uh, we were up top on that third down throw to great house, and I looked at you, and I was like, look, 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 watch this. And they show the replay, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, you got to throw that ball, man. You know, and um, if they can use this bye week to get Sam and the outside receivers on the same page and get some stuff they like, I don't know how you stop this offense. If he starts getting back – because, dang, he threw the outside all the time at Wake Forest. All the time. It's either A, he's not comfortable with these guys, no confidence in these guys, or B – they're not designing plays and giving him the reads to where that's an option. That may be, hey, look, this right. is a clear. Because you know this, Vince. Sometimes you'll call plays, and it's like, that's a clear. We don't yep. throw to him unless oh, it's cover yeah. zero. You know? So it, it must be that, a lot of that. 
but they've got to get Sam getting the ball outside, whether it's Sam not making the reads, whether he's lost confidence, whether it's not part of the read. I don't know the answer to that. I don't. I'd have to be in the booth. I'd have to have them tell me what the plays are and what they're instructing and teaching and all that. But what I'm saying is the sixth-year starting quarterback at Notre Dame doesn't look outside at all. Yeah, I've got to think that's part of the design. Got to hear that. Got to hear that. So, but yeah, but but again, that's the negative part. But man, there was a lot of stuff that we saw that we liked as well from the past game. And sure. and the thing is, like, if you see that, like, look, you got to feel good about that if you're a coach because you can say, hey, look, man, we had some guys open. You know, let's let's come back to some of this stuff. Let's 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 start feeding these outside guys here in this bye week and start getting Sam and those guys on the same page because if he starts throwing some of those balls and they catch seventy five percent of them, this offense going to be cooking, buddy. Because what happens well, in that look? Let's go back to that look we were just showing, right? Let's go. Let's go back to this look, real quick. So right now, if you're USC and Notre Dame lines up like this, you pretty much know right now that guy down at the bottom is not touching the football. And so this guy can creep inside, play the run, eye the tight end bracket because they were doing a lot of stuff where this guy would run vertical and he's eyeing the backside of the tight end, and this guy is playing the tight end front side or over top, and they're bracketing Mitchell Evans with, with these three guys in some some capacity, right? And they're just one-on-one outside. If all of a sudden you bang a couple 15-yard out cuts, a couple hit a go or two out here, and all of a sudden, what's this guy got to do, Vince? This guy's got to soften up a little bit. Yep. Well, what's that mean over here? Box is a little softer. Right. Right? That's why that stuff matters, man. Yep. So, um, yeah, so that's what we'll, that's what we saw. That's what we saw. So that's the offense, Vince. Any last thoughts that you want to, that you have? Yeah. Like I said, everything that I didn't like is super fixable. Like it's super fixable and it's, and it's things that we've seen them do in the past. They just need to get back to it and it needs to become more of a, it, it, it just, it just needs to become more part of the offense so that it, it it adjusts and fixes the rest of the offense and allows you to run the ball to a lighter box. And it allows you to do different things in the past game. And it allows you to do all those things. If they, if they do that, like you said, I, I think this offense is going to be very, very difficult to stop. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, but they got to get back to it. They got to get back to it. Absolutely. That's why the bye week is coming at a great time for me. Great time for me. Because um, they are definitely, there's definitely opportunities there. If they can get everybody back on the same page this week, Vince, then then yeah, you start feeling really good, really good about what's coming. So eh, offensive breakdown. Before we go to the defensive breakdown, folks, do us a favor. See that thing down there with that little thumbs up? That's that like button. Go ahead and smash that for us. We would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate that. If you haven't done so, really quickly click on that subscribe button over there too. And then there's this little bell that you hit and it'll let you know, Hey, the guys are doing a show tonight. Let's get in on that action. And we would love it if you all would do that. And if you're listening to via podcast platform, you know what else we would really greatly appreciate a little five-star review. We would appreciate that as well. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? 
What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.